What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of You Won't with Mike and Frank. Mike, it is good to see your face. It's been a while. We are back, baby, and better than ever. It feels so good. We had a nice uh, a nice little break, but not due to laziness. We've been swamped, just busy, just busy, having a great time, living the dream, and excited to fill the listeners in on uh, what's been going down the last week and a half or so. But how are you doing, birthday boy, Frankie? Happy belated to you. <laughs> I'm good, man. Yeah, it's uh, we have a ton to talk about. Like, there's just so much that's gone on in the past um, week, both in our lives. Uh, you had a had a which looked like an unbelievable trip out west. I had my my girl's birthday last week that we talked about a little bit um, on the last episode, but that was kind of pre uh, pre girl's birthday. I had my birthday yesterday, which was good. And there's obviously just a ton to talk about in the sports world a a lot of new york talk um a lot of um some of our teams playing well obviously march madness kicked up there's just so much to do today mike i I don't know if we'll have time i just don't know i I, maybe a little home depot bed bath and beyond (laughs) i just don't know if they'll have enough time but it's so true the magical month of march it's rolling on i I can't believe it's almost over but um it's been incredible and you're right that that trip to arizona i don't even think the picture's did it justice. Yeah. So I so don't of, know if I can ever go back because it's never going to live up to the first trip I ever had out there. So, so let's, let's, let's fill the listeners in a little bit. You need to fill me in too, because we really haven't talked about your trip. I mean, you did send me a few photos. Um, it looks pretty unbelievable, but um, yeah, just fill us in. Like what was, what was the vibe like? Cause you played golf, you had a sick house, mansion style house, and, and you traveled there, which was the first time you traveled during COVID. So what – just fill us in. Give us a little I'll, background. I'll fill you in, baby. Here it is. Alarm goes off at 3.40 a.m. I got an early flight <laughs> well, to I head need, out there. I don't need the hour by hour. <laughs> you're, getting the, you're getting the details, Frank. This is I'm a detail-oriented yeah. individual, and here they come. A little 3.40 alarm. I woke up like it was Christmas morning. I couldn't wait. No, no, no sleepy eyes for me. I'm ready to go. Jumped in the shower. Bags are already packed. I was worried because Liz was driving me and she is not a morning person. So uh, I had to be a little bit, not on edge, but I was kind of her second eyes in the car. But anyway, get to the airport. RDU is great because it's pretty empty. I love that airport. Okay. I cruise right through. I got my TSA pre that I got right before the lockdown. So first time putting that to use. Phenomenal. Cruised right through. I'm at my gate, hanging out, relaxing. Get on the plane. Here's our first mini hiccup. It's a it's a mini plane. I'm on oh, a, no. a Delta 900. I don't even and know is what it the hell that direct, means. Direct, direct flight? No, no. So oh. this one's to Detroit. So oh, I got a layover. You went to Detroit and then to Scottsdale. Yeah. Uh, my guess is price. The price was good on that flight. It I was imagine. fantastic. It yeah. was a 6 a.m. flight to Detroit. Layover for 15 minutes. Get on a flight in Detroit. Head to Scottsdale. So um, I was actually one of the first ones to get out there. And thank God I took the early flight because I felt so bad. The guy's bachelor party we were heading out for, he got stuck in Raleigh because we had awful weather, tornado warnings, all shit like that. Of course, always happens a day you're going to travel for the first time. And however long we get a notification night before, tornado warnings. Either way, I get out there. I got some some hefty individual comes to sit next to me. And I'm like, what What are we doing now? When I booked this flight, there was an X next to the seat next to the one I paid for. So why are you sitting next to me? Luckily, two other people don't show up. He's able to move. I got my whole road to myself. Thank God. I'm good. That sounds terrible, especially, I mean, 
it's that's terrible in general like in a normal age when we're not worried about uh spreading a virus mm-hmm. but having like a a big guy sit next to you is just the worst because and and he was a mouth breather like one uh, of those guys and, and like, like <sighs> and like and like you're not like you're not a small person i'm not saying not at all you're not you're not i'm not saying you're fat or chubby i'm saying you're just you're you're big boned you're like yeah. six how tall are you six one six one on a good day yeah like you you know, so that's that's not easy, and yeah. and to have a guy sit next to you of that size, not fun. No, we could call it what it is, Frank. I went and had my physical, my BMI numbers. I'm considered obese. It's ridiculous, but whatever, Doc. All right, we'll get over it. But anyway, get to Detroit. Detroit's where it's a shit show, and I don't know if it's because March Madness and everything's going down in Indianapolis. Yeah. So the Detroit airport was a zoo, <sighs> not the one you went to, but a different one. <laughs> so a crazy. Zoo, everybody in their college team's gear. But luckily, I got a quick little uh, layover, 15 minutes back on the flight. And then my dumbass, who can't process uh, time change, I'm like, wow, these are such quick flights. I take off at 6 a.m. I land in Arizona by 10 a.m. It's a total of four hours travel. This is great. Wrong time difference. Yep. So it's a four-hour flight from Detroit to Scottsdale. And I was like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. But it was great. Watched some good movies. Had a time in my life. It was great. So I land, get there, straight to the golf course. And we start and we play Wikapo. Not sure if you've heard of it. Wikapo golf course. Fucking unreal. So again, the pictures don't do it justice because it is the most scenic, gorgeous course I've ever played. The views of just the cactus, the mountains, little man-made ponds they got out there that are adorable. (laughs) And uh, best part is I piped the ball 310 in Arizona. I'm moving there. The ball (laughs) flies off the club. So I meet some two other guys who I knew one of them. So I only knew probably about three people heading out to this trip. And there was 11 guys total. So I knew it was going to be a hell of a weekend when I first show up. The two of them are sitting there pounding transfusions, and one guy's just sitting on his phone. I'm like, what are you watching? He's like, ponies. The guy's betting on ponies. Oh my at 10 god! You, a.m. in you're Arizona. You're walking into the like the best situation for you, or the worst situation. The best. The I was like, okay, so I'm not the degenerate here. This is gonna go well. So it was awesome. Yo, We're betting it, ponies. I find it fun um, when you go to bachelor parties like that, or just like wh- whether it's a bachelor party or wherever, right? Where you don't know a lot of people because. So some it can it can work both ways, right? It can work in a way that's like bad if you don't really vibe with the group and you're like kind of the odd man out, right? Which has happened. Like that's I've been in that situation where you're like, yeah, this is kind of awkward, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't really, you know, not that I don't like them, I just don't know them and like they're not really my type of people. Or it can go the other way, and you can like everything just clicks. And I like the a good example of that. Give him another shout out on the show is Ben Jones' bachelor party. Oh my like, God, that was incredible. That was probably- like, I don't know any of those, any of his friends from home or whatever. All I knew was like you and a couple of other college buddies, right? But mostly it was his friends. And I loved it. Like I had a great time because you, you can kind of just like, you, you mix in well. And like, if you're all vibing, like you can kind of just, I don't know. You can, you're like, you can be yourself without like really being- judged at all and like whatever you're not going to see these guys again anyway absolutely it's the perfect comparison because i would put it up there just like ben's where it was like you're throwing a group of people like that who don't all fully know each other but yet we all find the same things hilarious we have all the same interests and we're going to have a great time so it was very similar to that um but yeah get out there start pounding drinks 
I tear it up on uh, Weeko Pop playing well. Shot, I think, in 84, which I'll take all day. Nice. On and a brand new course. Yeah, new course. I was about to say, on a new course, man, like, I, I think that's a great score. And it sounds like you're all hitting day. the ball well. And yeah. it wasn't even like, again, the 84 wasn't from like a bunch of missed putts or this. It was because my approach shots, I'm putting over the green because apparently I went on a, a cycle before I went out there and I'm ripping <laughs> the ball. But it was uh, it was awesome. So I played there, then headed back to the house where, uh, you know, Frechette finally landed. So he missed golf, which I felt bad for him because it was his party and he didn't get to play one of the courses he had picked. So, But we walk into this house. And I think the perfect way to summarize it is when I got picked up to head back to the airport on Sunday, the Uber driver pulls in. He's like, what hotel is this? I've never seen this hotel. Oh my and I was God. like, yeah, it's our Airbnb house. So it was unreal. Oh Lived up gosh. to the hype. I mean, 11 bedrooms, um, a waterfall pool, hot tub with the TVs everywhere around, basketball court. So it was it was just unbelievable. It was impossible not to have, I think, a great time. Right. If you like, have I a great like, time, like you yeah. just like – you're a miserable person. Like that's it's all just, on you. If yeah, you can't yeah. find a way to have a fucking blast in that atmosphere with that group of people, that's on you. Long look in the mirror and realize that uh, nothing's going to be enjoyable to you. But right. it was just an unbelievable trip. We played Talking Stick Saturday or Walking Stick, can't remember which one, and then uh, ended on True North, which was unbelievable. One of the nicest courses I've ever seen in my life. So well worth it. Courses were not cheap. I would have paid yeah. double. It was that impressive. So that's the problem. Okay. That's, I would say that's the one issue, like again, from pictures and just like doing my own research on golf trips and stuff. Um, Scottsdale, Phoenix and Arizona just looks unbelievable, but that's what I have found that like courses out there are just, there's, I mean, if you want to play the really nice ones, which if you're going on a golf trip, that's what you want to do, right? Yeah. You want to play the nice courses. You don't want to just play like the, yeah, the, play the municipalities all day. Yeah, when exactly. I'm, home. I'm not heading out to yeah. Arizona and flying seven hours to go play another municipality course. Yeah, right. But you're paying like 250 plus, right? To play these oh, yeah. courses. Yeah, and they're like, like 310, 320, yeah. 285. So you're spending, you know, easily a thousand bucks on golf alone. Like that. So that's where it's, that's what sucks about. Like, obviously you did it. It was sounds amazing but i think like when you're trying to plan a golf trip it's like where can you go where like these courses are freaking insane to play even though like it is i mean you're saying it, it's like an amazing experience and you would pay double to do it so it's like yep. it's a hard it's a hard i don't know it's hard to it's hard for me to wrap my head around playing golf for that amount of money like i just yeah. because i play for so cheap and like you do too it's worth know? it though you gotta treat yourself frankie right now you, you gotta yeah. treat yourself right. because it's worth it it's one i'm telling you the views I will never not remember like the whole, the wow. scene, everything about it. Um, it was they're just pretty, such they're cool like experience. wide open, right? It's just like wide open and it's, but there's just like desert everywhere, right? Everywhere. Like, like that's really, how you get in trouble, right? Like if you're yeah, in the desert. Exactly. So you can lose balls pretty quickly if you're not accurate off the tee box, because some of the fairways are pretty narrow. And then like, they tell you do not go into the desert. Cause really? of, you know, scorpions, rattlesnakes, whatever right. the hell else is out there. And I'm like, mm, what? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's just hit the ball <laughs> straight today. Then Michael, yeah. But it's so funny also just how old we are because I think any oh, yes. other bachelor party, you're just like, okay, like, oh, what? Strip club, casinos, what else is going down? And we all were like golf. And then uh, you guys want to go to the casino? And I loved it. It made me so happy. And Prashet's like, I kind of just want to go home and head back to the house. And we're all like, Hell fuck yeah, yes. Dude. Like, yes. Dude, I am so, all about that these days. Forget yeah. all the extracurricular activities. Like, I don't need that stuff anymore. Like, I don't know. Like I, I'm, and you know me, like I've, I've never been about all that stuff. Like that's just not who I am, but like 
But, you know, when we were younger, that's like what we wanted to do. It was like, oh, we're at, we're away, you know, we're with our buddies. Like we need to go gamble. We need to go. And I think I'm sure you did some gambling on ponies and stuff, but like, dude, sitting at the house at a pool, like chilling, just drinking, and like that's the life, man. That's and all March I wanted. Madness. We yeah. played a nice oh, yeah. two-on-two basketball <clears throat> game. We were doing some chipping contests. Um, never mind. But I was going to say some dispensaries are out there, which made oh, it true, uh, true. very nice. You didn't have to engage in any illegal activities. That's true. Everything was nice. was had fun for for a legal way, which was fantastic. But um, no, it was just an unbelievable trip. We had all of our house bets. UConn made a little bit of a downer on the uh, on the day because where there's a lot of big yukon fans there so uh that was maybe the only low moment of, of okay. the trip but when you're saying it's i lost some money betting on yukon and that's my low guess what i go through that every day <laughs> so it was it was uh it was just an unbelievable trip got back sunday and surprisingly still feel great the whole travel back home was awesome so um that led to me booking about uh, 14 more trips coming up <laughs> in the next couple months and i can't freaking wait yeah so you felt you felt good traveling like you did yeah for the most part, like I know we had this conversation a couple of weeks back where we were talking about like, right. Traveling and going through that whole process, especially getting on a plane. All you felt safe. You felt good. Absolutely. So it's one where it's also pathetic that it took a pandemic to get the airlines to wake up and realize how disgusting it was, how we used to travel. Like, why didn't we always get handed these sanitized wipes? Why right. didn't they always wipe down the flights in between, you know, when you're changing in and out? Like, why was that never always done? So I think that might be a little blessing in disguise about this whole pandemic because the travel experience was very, it was we're so a cleaner, cleaner. We're a cleaner like society now. Yeah. And it's pathetic. It mm. took what it did to get to that point, but uh, it was very nice. Some sanitized wipes, wear a mask on the flight. Most of the time, you know, people followed. You got some people when you, it was hilarious. I was saying just how hysterical some parenting is. We got to Arizona and this dad, he's like yelling at his like six-year-old, eight-year-old and like 12-year-old kids. And he's like, get your masks off. It's ridiculous. We even had to wear them on the flight. Oh my and it's gosh. like, Oh dude, what a dad of the year over there. All right. <laughs> Yo, I will <laughs> say your so, life is good as you landed in Arizona that that's what you're so cranky about. The second you land and you're yelling at your kids to take off their masks. So, um, I have a, I have a, a quick story about masks and kids. So yesterday we, um, or yes, was it yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday we took our girls to the, to their two year old checkup, the pediatrician. Right. Um, and we get there and they're like, Oh, can you, um, can you put these masks on your girls? I want to be like, yo, like they're two, they're not wearing, like, I get it. Like I'm all about wearing masks and like, but like they're two, they're not putting yeah. on the masks. Like, are you <laughs> fucking stupid? Like, what are sure, you dad, doing? Right behind the ears. Yeah, exactly. Adjusting. Literally. I like, you know, I like, I literally showed them. I like went to put it on Margaret and she literally was like, no, no. I ain't having that. Yeah. And she just no. like, like chucked it. And I'm like, you want, do you want to put this on them? Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And like, they were, they were pretty, they saw what was happening. So like, yeah, no big deal. But like, it's just like, are you, come on, like anything under the age of like four, the kids are not going to listen to you about putting a mask on. Like, I, I understand why we need to, but like they're kids, they're not going to do it. Um, Going the other way though, and tell, tell your kids to take off the mask is a completely different thing. That's oh, ridiculous. Like mad at them too. Also one other thing, Delta, um, Again, putting the TV screens on the back of your headset might be one of the dumbest things of all time. You think it's cool until they're touch screens and you got a six-year-old uh, sitting behind you who's playing games all day and just <laughs> fucking swatting away at that screen. And I'm just shaking back and forth while I'm trying to watch uh, The Gentleman, Matthew McConaughey, 
Charlie, uh, whatever the guy from Sons of Anarchy was a great movie, by the way. Oh, I yeah, enjoyed yeah. it thoroughly. Oh, okay. That was one of the movies that was on our list. We talked about it. Yeah. I know. So I by watched way, that on did the you, flight. Was there, um, did, have they updated the headphone jack? Don't even bring it up because I was so fucking pissed off. They got $3 out of me because, of course, me, I bring my Bluetooth headphones. Right. Like, how um, isn't that a thing yet that we get on flight? Like, I have, you know, like, I have usually I have Bluetooth um, in my computer. So a lot of times I'm using Bluetooth, but like I also have a hard wire that I'm actually wearing right now. Um, cause, cause also computers have that same Jack that nothing else plugs into anymore, except like your old headphones. Why have, haven't flights become aware that Bluetooth is a thing and put that yeah. in the system that you have on the plane? So I didn't think I had a worry because last time I flew and even on my first flight from Raleigh to Detroit, you watch everything on your phone. You do the like oh, the right. Google in flight, yeah, which is also the Delta great. app. It's awesome. Well, I got my Bluetooth it. headphones on. Watched right. uh, I watched the the movie with Ben Affleck where he's the uh, the alcoholic uh, head basketball coach. Oh um, yeah, uh, I don't know. What's coming it called? back or get way back or oh, on yeah. the way back. I, haven't, I don't I haven't know. Something it. stupid yeah. title. Yeah. Um, wasn't terrible, but it was a good, it was a good flight movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I get halfway through on that and I'm like, oh, okay, great. And then I get to my changing flight in Detroit and it's the, it's the TV in the, in the head. And which isn't bad. Like, I like it. I like the TV. It's nice to have it on your phone. Cause like it's your phone and like, especially nowadays you're touching something like whatever, yeah. but, but it is nice to have it up there, but they just need to update the technology. Like it's or 2021. Put the controller on the armrest. Why right. is it a touchscreen? And I got a, I got a kid swatting at my headset. <laughs> True. True. Ay, ay, ay. True. So True. besides that, phenomenal trip. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. Amazing. One for the ages. I can't wait to do it again. That's an area I guarantee I'll be back out there for a golf trip. Um, it was just, it was too enjoyable. I, I, I don't know where the hell we're going to stay because nothing will live up to that house. But Either way, highly, highly recommend it. Scottsdale was a beautiful place. I maybe wish we went out one or two nights. I'd like to see downtown or the city, but right, understand right. this wasn't the right trip for it. So maybe that's one I, I head back out there with Liz or do a couple's trip or head out there with some guys when it's not as COVID, you know, whatever. And Crazy. you feel more yeah. comfortable heading out to restaurants and bars, but highly recommended. It. it was an awesome trip. That was the end of the sentence. <laughs> That's, well, I, it seemed like an awesome trick mikey um no uh yeah it's 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 certainly golf season now uh, i'm playing tomorrow with our buddy spiro I let's got my go new, got my new clubs first time i'll roll them out um so pretty pumped about that so you're uh, 78 yeah for sure for sure um but yeah so playing for i'm playing this week um, basically I've, I've slotted the next like three weeks of, of my golf plans. I've already told Allison, I'm like, here, this is what, this is what's going on. Um, and, uh, because it's my birthday week, I think I'm getting away with it. Like tomorrow she's cool with it. Uh, next week I'm playing, uh, one of my buddies, it's his birthday as well, uh, next week. So we're, we're kind of just doing it like, Hey, we're going to play for both our birthdays next week. Um, uh, and then the weekend after I'm playing two rounds, part of a, a tournament we do uh, i do with the the lefties every year so um yeah a lot of golf to be played man a lot of golf to be played but yeah so dude um i went to the zoo you have uh nacho for everybody listening mike, she just wants to join the pod right now it's unbelievable. mike's cat just Being made me so needy mike's cat made me think of <laughs> the zoo we went to last week and Mike, we did not see donkeys. I, wow, I you got robbed. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, was, I will say, I haven't been to the zoo in 
20 years probably. And I've never been to the Bronx Zoo. Um, dude, this time of year and during COVID, the best time to go to the zoo. There was nobody there. Like, when I say nobody, there was a, maybe a total of 20 people in the entire zoo. And, like, it was glorious. Like, not every exhibit was open, which was not as, like, you know, like the gorilla exhibit wasn't open, which sucked. Um, oh, and there was the gorillas a, doing? I don't know. It was too cold get out. vaccination shot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was confused about that, too. I'm like, I don't know why things aren't open. But, um, but so that was the only, like, downside to it. But other than that, dude, I would, if you're going to go to the zoo, <laughs> go in March because no one's there. Like it was, we saw some cool stuff. The girls liked it, but they're still, you know, they're kind of too small to realize like what's actually going on. Um, right. But dude, in the, I could never imagine. And I never will. I, I now I am saying this and I'm sticking to it. I'm never going to the zoo, like in the middle of summer when it's packed. Like yeah. that sounds terrible. Like this was perfect because the girls could literally run around and not like have, you know, and we didn't have to like really chase after them that much because they weren't bothering anybody. Like, you know, we didn't really have to worry about COVID because there was no one around except yeah, us. social distancing just right. naturally. Yeah, right. Exactly. There. So it was really actually, it was really enjoyable because of that. Like I could see it being freaking hell during like a really popular time because like uh, my girls don't, they don't sit in strollers. Like they don't right. want to be in a stroller. Um, they don't want like the whole time, like we were like, Oh, so, you know, we're trying to get them to the stroller. We're trying to carry them because they're just like walking slow or like, come on, we want to get to the next thing. But like, they don't want to do that. <laughs> so we're just like, okay, like you can walk around, but if there was thousands of people there, like we would never have been able to do that. So all good. Did they there. have a, uh, did they have a favorite exhibit or a favorite animal? So I think, so there were a few indoor exhibits that were kind of cool. Um, I, the, they really liked the, um, <laughs> this is super funny and random. There was like a, a like an otter exhibit. Ooh, yeah. Otters are amazing. <laughs> and they were like these, they were like little tiny otters though. They were like, I forget what they were. I forget their actual name. Like it was a type of otter, but there was like, there was like a little like stream and river and they were just like jumping in and swimming and jumping out and climbing. And, and like the girls could see it really clearly which is mm -hmm. another issue. Like a lot of the exhibits, like I had to like pick them up, you know, so they could see. Um, so this, they were just like standing at glass with their hands on it, like just looking at these otters swim around. So they, they really enjoyed that, uh, which is just funny that like it's a freaking otter that they enjoyed the most. But um, my favorite exhibit, I, you know, like the tiger was cool, but they didn't really do anything. They were just like laying there. So I was like, that's cool. That's a freaking tiger. It could eat me. And it's like sitting right there. Yep. Um, but I did really, I felt really bad, Mike, for some of the animals. Like yeah, that, yeah. that got to me a little bit. Like, which ones? Which ones? They, they so, looked like they were struggling a little bit or well, just so here's the thing. trapped. It was cold, right? So it, was, it wasn't like overly cold, but it was cold enough where like some of the animals weren't outside, they were inside. The giraffes, mm. there was like eight giraffes in this little tiny like room. And I felt terrible for them because I'm like, you're a fucking giraffe. Like you should be you in the wild, you, you know? And they're like, just all like kind of crammed in this little space. Now it was cool for us. Cause we got to be like really close to them. Like they weren't like, we, we were noticed like there's a lot of big open space at the, at the zoo, obviously. And like, so you could see a giraffe if they're outside, they could be far away. We were literally like within feet of them, which again, cool for us, cool for the girls. 
but like I felt terrible. I was like, yeah. and like, oh, the rhinos, humongous, by the way. Like, I don't think you realize how big a freaking rhino is. Like, that thing is humongous. But again, they were like stuck inside in this little tiny area. So I felt bad. I did. I, you know, I feel you. You know, you got a heart, Frank. You sent a tweet out to PETA. You were like, let's come yeah. take a look at this. Yeah. These aren't well, the top And I don't want to shut down the Brock Zoo. You know, that's not my <laughs> goal here because I, I, there's a lot of enjoyment that comes from it. But, I, but like, there's just, there's something about like when they say, oh, these species are endangered. And I'm like, okay. And like, you have one of them. So like, but what does that mean? Like, you're just going to, and they're like, oh, we're helping, we're helping this, like, um, whatever, this animal come back to life, you know, with, by reproducing and all stuff. And I'm like, but it's like living in a zoo. It's not like it's living in the wild. So like, is it really, are you really helping them? Right. Like, this is natural selection here. Like, I get it. If something's being hunted, that's a different thing. But like, if something's just becoming extinct, like that's how dinosaurs went away. Right. Like that's, that's part of, part You've of seen life. Jurassic Park. I have, I have. Yeah. yeah. So um, but it, it was, it was fun. You know, it's fun to see the girls running around and see things that they've never seen before. So it was a good time. Um, I mean, listen, it's not golfing in Arizona, but, uh, not seeing, you know, rattlesnakes and tarant, you know, spiders, oh, stuff, scorpions. But, yeah. Scorpions. Gosh. But, uh, they have these like little mini, like meerkats that looked like little mice or something. And they uh, like, stay away from it. It's like, Oh, that sounds good. That's why I would never want to live in a place like that though. No, like, no, I don't want vacation spot purely. Dude, like, okay, like spiders. I hate freaking spiders. And, mm. and like, that, those are big spiders that live in Arizona, right? Dude, I had a spider on my shoulder two nights ago. I can't believe you still have an arm. I would have amputated dude, it. Dude, it was so I was sitting down, we were just watching TV, and then we got up to go to bed. And I went over to get water from the sink. And Allison was standing behind me, and she's like, Oh my God, don't move. Do not move. You're going to die. And I freaking hate spiders. And she killed this, like, good size spider and i almost i i almost lost it like it was almost, it was terrifying i hate spiders yeah no i'm with you there uh, scorpion spiders yeah keep that shit out in the wild i don't want yeah. that in my house we're dealing with a fucking ant infestation right now in our pantry and it's disgusting we had to get all the food oh. out we had orkin come in spray did nothing laid some traps down it's like great still doing nothing so I don't know. I feel you. Got to deal with that. But thank God it's not spiders or scorpions or yeah. rattlesnakes or true exactly like, like that. Have you seen those videos of like uh, snakes like coming through the toilet bowl? Oh my yeah. god! Oh my <laughs> biggest fear every time I go to the toilet, open up the seat, and you're just like you're taking a look, and you're just like, is this normal? Is, are most people just searching the toilet for a snake a to snake? pop out? Because what a time that is! You're expecting to be relaxed, oh. and next thing you know, a bite up in the butthole. Nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, Speaking of uh, bites in the butthole, <laughs> freaking Florida handed the, the Elite Eight on a silver platter oh in this March God. Madness tournament, and they lose to Oral Roberts? I, oh, I, my I, God, I was crushed by that game. But yeah, you how's your bracket so, looking with March Madness? So uh, in our in our, our you won't pool um, that we're running, I'm in first place. No I way. Have like, yeah, I'm doing amazing. However, I already lost. I picked Illinois. So right. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm done. Like, I think this March Madness more than any, like, I think any team can win or lose. Like, I think it's just, it's at this point, I, I don't trust anybody to, to, to go all the way. Like Gonzaga is a favorite, but like they can lose. I don't, I don't. I was I don't just trust. about to say at yeah. this point, all you need is a one seed not to win it. Exactly. Like as exactly. long as Gonzaga or Michigan doesn't win it, I don't remember who else has people winning it in our league. But I think it's Gonzaga and Baylor. A lot of people love Baylor, so yeah, like man, just Horn who stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but like, 
I'm winning right now. I've had a really good bracket. Uh, but yeah, it just sucks that I, but dude, I, it, I, I would say the first two days, um, are always the best. Like that's not mm-hmm. saying I think they're always the best. And that first, uh, first four days, I'll give it the first four days, but the first two days specifically, um, dude, I loved it. I thought, you know, like for as much college basketball, I haven't watched this year, the tournament, I think always, it always brings me back. Like I'm, I, I just, it's something about watching a freaking 13 seed or like these kids that no one knows go up against like, you know, like an Illinois or something and knock them up. Like there's just something to it. And it's, it's, it draws me in. Like I was, I was glued to the TVs Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Couldn't agree more. And we talked about it leading up to it. Didn't watch a ton of college basketball this year. I couldn't move from the TV watching it. I will say this though. I did feel the quality of basketball has, and again, I don't know if I'm sounding like that, that old dad who was like, well, back in my day, the talent was so much better at this, but it does feel like the quality of the game has gone down significantly. With that said, it was electric yeah. uh, watching. So we were there with a bunch of Ohio fans because they went to OU. Um, so when oh Ohio gosh. beat uh, – wait, who did they beat? 13 seed, they beat um, uh, Purdue? Am I making that up? No, I think I think you're right. I'm drawing a blank on who the hell they beat. Either way, they knocked off a four seed um, yeah, as a 13. Did. Place went electric. Like it was just oh, one I'm of those sure. games where you're like, sure. this is unbelievable. Um, Oral Roberts' first round win was awesome to watch. So, I mean, like you said, even though if the quality's gone down, it, it's a tournament that you're glued to the TV, you're locked in. I mean, I felt bad for that kid from Iowa who started crying after they lost on Sunday. You realize no these kids, most of them are probably never going to play basketball again at a competitive level. So I think that is what makes it more enjoyable because the passion is there. They realize this could potentially be the last time they're playing competitive basketball, but um Awesome, awesome first couple of days. The upsets are great. I wish Florida could have just beat R. Roberts and I would have been so fucking into this tournament because I'd have all my final four teams still there. Um, but it's yeah. been it's been a great tournament so far. I, I actually I definitely agree with you that the quality's gone down. And I think that's that's like there isn't just there isn't as much like star power in college basketball as I think like when I think when we were like teenagers and stuff, there was just like you just knew guys. Like you and and again, maybe that's our just like lack of watching, but I, but for some reason, I feel like that's like, like a topic that's pretty common that there just I isn't the same guys. Like you don't have, you don't like have to go dukes. to college anymore to make it to the NBA. Right. You and if you go do, you go for you one play year. for some of these you other know? leagues, right. Or you do a one and done. So you don't see these teams really, you know, develop powerhouse type organizations anymore. Um, so it, it, it's interesting, but I think since you do have so many other avenues to get to the NBA and you can get paid to do it, the NCAA has got to figure this out. They got to either start. I also think though it makes for a better tournament because you don't have these like like you don't have a and I, Duke's probably in Kentucky are probably bad examples because they didn't make it this year, but you don't have these like these veteran groups of like a Duke when you had like Jay Williams or like Shane Batty, guys who like stuck around for a few years, um, and like you kind of like, how do you pick against the team? That's like, like a veteran, a veteran group that is like stars who are going right. to go on to the NBA against like an oral Roberts. Like now you have these teams who like, you have a bunch of freshmen, like Illinois is a good example. Like their best player is a freshman. So like, how can you, I know it's hard to count on a freshman that has never done this before against a, maybe a team that uh, maybe lesser in talent, but has been there for three or four years. Like it just exactly. makes, it makes sense that they could, do that upset even if you know it always boggles my mind though that like like Loyola Chicago right like they're on like they could be they could go to the final four again like people are picking them to go to the final four again which is wild 
it's Jean Marie or whatever. Yeah, uh, sister, sister Jean. Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. But like they, I don't, I don't understand how they lose in confidence. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how can you be this good and like you know go and beat like Illinois and whoever, but like lose seven games in conference play? It doesn't make any sense. To me. It doesn't. <laughs> like how you're playing against nobody. Like you're literally playing against garbage teams. But I don't know. I think it's been really good. Um, yeah, you're Florida man. When Virginia Tech hit that three. God. To go to overtime. And I was on the golf time. course watching this. So we're streaming it. Um, so that was Saturday morning, right? Yeah. Or Friday morning. It was Friday, Friday morning. Friday morning. Yeah. And then so the first when game Florida the went up. Tournament. Yeah, yeah. It was the 12 o'clock game. So when Florida went up three, I'm golden. I tee off. And they're like, oh, he missed the first free throw. I think it's fine. He'll hit the second. We're okay. <laughs> Misses the second. And then Virginia Tech comes right down and bangs a three in the corner. I start yeah. throwing my hat. I can't believe it. I was all cocky. Thought I had it won. So then I was glued to overtime. And then they played great in OT. But fucking blew with Oral Roberts. I couldn't couldn't believe it. Because my one thing I was going back and forth on, I was like, they got to get through Ohio State. Ohio State loses to Oral yeah, Roberts. It's painted on a sets you up so well. Oh, my God. To gain all those points and then to lose them. But... So what do we have for the Sweet 16? We got, okay, Gonzaga versus Creighton, USC versus Oregon. Oregon. Good pick on Dude, Oregon, Oregon, baby. The Ducks so look good. good. Dude, they look so good. <laughs> and that's going to be a great matchup, USC-Oregon, because USC's look really good, too. They got some freshman, or I don't know who it is. Frechette kept saying his name. Mobley, I think, maybe, or whoever, who's playing yeah. out of his they mind. They looks really of, good. Both teams put up a ton of points. So, uh, yeah. Virgin, it was Virginia that Ohio beat, which I picked actually. Right, me too. So yeah, it was awesome. So, so I hit up yeah. my dude. There's nothing worse than on the, after the first day. I think I was in first place, and I'm like, I'm winning the bracket. Yeah, I'm, winning, I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah. And then day two, I dropped to like eighth place, and it's yeah. like, yep, yep, Mary, I'm back to reality. Then you got Michigan versus Florida State, which Florida State could easily knock off Michigan. I, like that yep. seems like a very popular thing. They have UCLA versus Alabama. Bama oh. one, which dude, I'm so mad at myself. I actually changed my Alabama pick and went against it um, because Wait, I have in the final four in that bracket. I had Texas. <laughs> lost. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So also but, what a joke of a loss, Texas. Are yeah, you kidding me? On. And then yeah. we watch this Christian Texas team get shit on the next yeah. round. It's terrible. Like I hate when that happens when the team like basically has the best game of their life and then can't reproduce that the next day. That's basically. where at least you're right. I- I'm glad Oral. actually, no, I'm not. Fuck that. I wish Oral Roberts lost to Florida. Yeah. But at least it was good to see them continue this role and actually show some talent on like whatever that Texas Christian Albanian yeah. team was. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have uh, Baylor Villanova. Uh, Nova, man. What a uh, bad call. Nova's not yeah. the same this year. They yeah. seem a little banged up. Oh, my God. Nova basketball. Death taxes. Nova basketball to the Sweet 16. It's ridiculous. Arkansas or Roberts. Arkansas is the team that Ooh. I actually switched into the Final Four. They look and, good. And I switched out Alabama because I was like, eh, I don't think Alabama and Arkansas are going to make the Final Four. So that was my switch. But, yeah, Arkansas looks good, man. They had a scare on day one, though. They didn't, they didn't look great, but they looked um, – they looked really good against te- Texas Tech, but that was a great game against Texas Tech. Um, and then you have Loyola Chicago and Oregon State, which is a back freaking, to the Texas Tech game. Yeah, how do you miss that layup? As time oh starts? my gosh! Are yeah, you kidding me? You're saying that the overtime—it's a clear open layup. They let you go by, and you brick it. Yeah. Oh my god! Looked like me and Ben against the A team freshman year. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god! I couldn't believe he missed that because, of course, my dumbass bet Texas Tech. We were riding them at the house, and I was all pumped about it. And then I was like, "He's got the layup, brick." 
Yeah. Um, Loyal Chicago, Oregon State, which is just great. Eight versus 12. Oregon State, man, we said it too. What we say? Easiest did, did money you, out there. Did you pick them though? Did you pick them yep. to win the second game? No, didn't yeah, pick them to win the second game. Yeah, picked them obviously to win first round. I, for, I don't remember who I had. They blew um, out. They blew out. Um, uh, Oklahoma State. That's who I had going uh, on. Yeah, same, same. Who did Oregon State? Oh, yeah, they destroyed Tennessee. That's right. Remember yeah. the first round? We do. Yeah. We were like, that was and the easiest got, money out there. And then you got freaking Syracuse versus Houston, of course. Oh, Syracuse dude, that, that zone, same thing. It's hilarious. Same thing, man. Why do we, why do you, you should never pick against Villanova and Syracuse. They're two teams I, that, that no matter what, they like, even if they're not going to win the national championship, like they're going to make it to the Sweet 16. Because that zone just fucks with teams. You think yeah. you have it ready to go. You can game plan against it all day, but when you've never actually played it against it and you're throwing it to the first time, and that's why it's funny. You're right. Because Cuse isn't a team you got to go by their biggest record. Because, or where are they now? The ACC? That was a stupid comment. But yeah, either way. ACC. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, because those teams are used to playing against it. So you can understand how they go. They can game play seven or they can game something play. like that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They're used to what they've seen. It. These other teams, like you saw West Virginia the first time against it, they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't score. And yep. West Virginia could put up points like it's nothing. And it's San Diego amazing. State could not yep. do that. Oh, that was me. I was a shit had, show of, of game. course. And of course, I picked San Diego State to like the Elite Eight. But like, it's just like you're wa- I, I remember watching that game on whatever it was, Saturday, whenever. And I'm just saying they're going, what am I doing? Why would I pick San Diego State to beat Syracuse? Like, they have no shot. Like, they cannot figure out this defense. They can't. And, of course, Buddy Beheim is fucking lighting it up. Coach's son can't miss. Broke, like, an NCAA record for most three-pointers in two straight games, like, beating Mello. It was unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, dude, I I don't know. This is where I kind of lose – not that I lose interest, but I think, you know, those first – First two rounds are so fun to watch that I'll definitely tune in, but it's just not, you know, I, you expect now the teams that are supposed to win to win. Right. Um, and there's been fun, but now it's like, I don't know. If you had to go back and look, who would you, who would you pick in the, who would you, who would, from here on out, who, who would your final four be? I know I'm putting, uh, I think there. it's, I mean, still Gonzaga and Michigan, Houston, who I have. And then I, I can't, I think Baylor does look that good. I think okay. it's one of those years we've had a lot of upsets but we're going to see three one seeds and a two seed in the final four. Um, I will. So if I, if you put a gun to my head, I would pick Gonzaga, but I do think Oregon has a shot. I really they do. do. I really That's going to be the do. best game to watch. I really want Oregon to beat USC. And then I want Oregon Gonzaga to head to the final four. I yeah. want that as the elite eight matchup. That'll be a fun one to watch. The other ones. I think Florida I think, state can knock off Michigan, man. I think they can too. It's so funny because I was on Florida State until yeah. we did hammer time. I, I have, that. and I I'm took Florida too. State against Notre Dame, and I watched it. And That's they right, awful. Yeah. And I was like, okay, scratch them off as my you know surprise team to go to the Final Four. And here they are, most likely now gonna go to the Final Four, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, you know, typical hammer time, mo money, Mike fashion on somebody. They lose one game, get them off the list, and then they go on their run. I think it's great. I I really think so. If you had to put it. If I was actually picking, I would pick Gonzaga. I think I would take Florida State. I'll stick with my Arkansas pick just because I, I have it. Baylor does look really good, um, but I'll go Arkansas. Dude, and I'm looking at this other side. Syracuse, man. I think Syracuse could be in the Final Four. Dude, I think I mean, Hughes gets rocked by Houston, but we'll see. I, I, it's I crazy, could be wrong. Like, but that, I, I feel like that is the most, that's the most wide open group of teams, though. Mm-hmm. Loyola, Chicago, Oregon State, Syracuse, and Houston. Like, I mean, why am I going to keep betting against Loyola during Lent? 
it's Lent season. Yeah, they true. got. Uh, it's ridiculous that I don't take them always to the Sweet 16 at least if they're in the tournament, especially while Sister Jean is still alive. You right. gotta ride this. Yeah, she's I mean, hundred and one, man. She's, she's, it's uh, her breakdown also was hilarious. As long oh, yeah. as you know, yeah. Illinois shoots less than thirty percent from three and fifty percent, you know, at, uh, from field goals. And what do they do? They shot. But like, come, on. come on, first of all, Sister Jean, let's calm down with the breakdown of games. Like, <laughs> like, let the coach do that. If I was a coach, I'd be like, Yo, Sister Jean, that's my job. You say the little prayer and go sit in your seat. You're gonna, you're gonna go against Sister Jean right now. I am I'm the other way around. If I'm the yep. coach, I'm gonna go, Sister Jean, come in, give the speech, say whatever you want, do a <laughs> prayer. Let's do some hail marys. I'm gonna sit here and let Jesus do his work now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I guess you're probably right. Um, uh, so <laughs> let's let's move on. From, I think that's enough March Madness talk. Uh, but I, I am. I'm, I am interested to, to watch these games coming up this weekend. I think it'll be. I think we'll still get some some good upsets here. Um, but but let's uh, let's move on because I I do I have something I want to circle back around on using that uh, that corporate term. Circle. Back. I was gonna circle back on it. Let's circle let's back. resynergize here because Frank, I've been losing money. I've been losing money on gambling on March Madness. So Tell I'm me trying to have the avenue on yes. how we can make some good money now. <laughs> I thought with I did. some. Yep, yep. Fill me in on how we're going to get these investments back in the greens. So this, um, uh, I forget what day it was. I think it was Sunday or or Monday, one of the two. Uh, I get an email. I get an email. I get an alert from the old NBA top shot, Mikey. And um, it says packs are dropping at uh, 3 p.m. So I'm like, okay, like, here we go. It, it It was a cheap pack. It was $14. Um, and for people who maybe missed the episode where we talked NBA Top Shot, me and Mike are in on NBA Top Shot. We have a moment. We have one moment. It's R.J. Barrett um, uh, dunk, right? I don't even. I think yeah, he looks yeah. filthy. Yeah, but it's a it's a very common uh, moment. So for quick quick recap of of what NBA Top Shot is, it's an NFT platform for NBA. Um, they call them moments, um, and so you can buy these. Like it could be it could be as simple as a pass. It could be a shot. It could be a dunk. It could be kind of anything that 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 this NBA Top Shot wants to sell these moments as. And um, there's a marketplace within NBA Top Shot where you can go in and buy moments that have already been released. Um, so like a pack of cards, they release them in packs. Um, and every pack that is sold or every, I guess, round of packs that is sold um, could be um, – Anywhere from I've seen seven dollar packs all the way to like two hundred dollar packs, and two hundred dollar mm-hmm. packs are like more rare moments. Um, so they sell, you know, they give these moments away, and you know, in like you know, like the moment we have, like there's like thirty five thousand of that same moment. So naturally, the moment that we own is um, is less of value, and our we'll get ten x easy, and our number for that moment, the number that you have in that moment is also important, just like cards, right? So if you have mm. the first, right, I, I'm right, right, right. That, right. So if you have no, like- you're hundred percent correct. Yeah. If you have a one of 250, it's more right. valuable than having the, you know, 190 50, of 250. Right, right. Yeah. So we have like 30,000 of whatever that RJ Merrill moment is. Amazing. However, you need a lot of these packs a lot, to get into packs. You have to own a moment in, a, in a, a lot of times. So that's why we went in on a moment together, me and Mike, and we got this RJ Merrill moment. So anyways, I see this pack drop coming and I'm like, all right, I'm in. It's, it was $14. I'm like, easy. Like, I just want to be a part of this. I want to see what it's like to get this pack. 
Um, and they lay out actually every single moment that'll be in this pack, right? You may not get a specific moment, but it kind of lays out every single moment that is possible that you get. There so are some- not, not to yeah, cut you off, ahead. that's very similar to cards because okay. they'll do a checklist. So they give a checklist of like okay. any potential card that can be in this box, this is what it is. So it's huge for when you're buying a specific team because you can look at the checklist and see, okay, so the Mets have a Pete Alonzo, Jacob DeGrom, this and that. Right. So like, I want a potential of one of those, I'm going to take the Mets. So it's huge to see what potential moments or cards can be in that box or um, pack. Right, okay, so it's very, the similarities are like, are perfect. I mean, between there's obviously a lot of synergy between cards and, and NBA top shot and trading these NFTs. Um, so there were like a few rare moments in there that like, you obviously would love to get your hands on. And then there's a lot of common moments. So they, they break them down as rare and common. And I think there's another title like legendary or something, which is like Ooh. the best thing you can get. Um, those. Yeah. So, so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, it says join. So when you go onto the website and there's a pack drop coming and you have a login, which you still, still can't get right now. If you, if you didn't have one, you still are unable to register for NBA Top Shot, which is wild, which just shows how freaking popular it is. And they've been having a lot of issues on their website. I can like, they're shutting it down. They're not opening the marketplace. So there's, they're having a lot of, I think like um, traffic issues with the site. Yeah. Um, so when you go on, there's a pack ready to drop. You can join the waiting room. Okay, so this is this is where I, this is where I didn't know how this all worked. So I joined this waiting room, and at the time, I think there was like 30 minutes left to the drop. Okay, I'm in this waiting room, waiting, waiting, waiting. And one thing that is cool that they do at like the 20 minute mark or the 15 minute mark, it's all streamed on Twitch. Um, so like you can, a lot of people like they'll, they'll stream their openings of those packs so people can see what you've got. And it's part, yeah. I guess it's part of kind of the culture of what this is. Um, but they do a cool, like they have like NBA, they do like a zoom thing where like there's NBA guys that come on and they like talk about it. Um, so it's cool. They had like, I think like um, uh, Cole Anthony was on Michael Carter Williams was in there. So like, if you're really into this stuff, like it's, it was cool for, it was cool for me, but like, that's not exactly, that's not lighting me up by any means, but it was, I, I, it was interesting to see how they are going about this process, getting celebrities involved, getting NBA guys involved yep. and kind of while you're waiting, you're having like these guys talk about, they're talking about NBA top shop, but they're talking about gaming. They're talking about a lot of different things. Anyways. So when it hits zero on that clock, to when the drop is going to happen, you were then given a random number based on how many people have joined the waiting room. So you could be the first person to join that waiting room. It does not you matter. Can... You get a random assigned number. That's interesting. Which, is, which I like, though, because I, I think, A, from a technical side of things, like if you're like a, a technical person, you could probably set up a bot, right, just to like join that and be the first person, right? So you're guaranteed that. And I don't think they want that. And secondly, like it gives people like us an opportunity because like, I'm not going to join, you know, I don't know. Like it's tough for me to be You're like, not going to oh, sit around, wait for right. every lobby room and then you exactly. know, refresh exactly. rapid fire just to right. be the one of the first 10 to get into that room. No, exactly. we have a life, Frank. We just yeah. went through it. We recapped it. We got zoos. We got trips to Arizona. We got <laughs> exactly. a lot going on. All right. We can't sit around and just click refresh all day. So- in this pack drop, there was 65,000 packs that were available. There was 300,000 people in the waiting. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
At two thirty on a Monday. Yes, yes. And guess what number I got when it randomly selected my number? <laughs> what did we get? What did we get? <laughs> two hundred and forty-five thousand. <laughs> I literally was sitting there for 30 minutes watching this thing happen. And then it's like, you know, puts you like, as soon as they hit zero, it's like, you'll be signed a number in less than two minutes. And then the number comes up and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. 245,000. So safe to say we did not get a pack. Um, so, but we'll be on the lookout, dude. I'm just, I'm now I'm like very intrigued with this. Like now I'm going to join these rooms just to see like, if I can get a number, because I don't think it guarantees you that you have to buy, like you can drop out. So, like, even these $200 packs, I may join just to, like, see if I can get a good number. Because I'm yeah. sure those $200 packs, like, we could probably flip that pretty quickly. Um, Instantly, dude. It's insane. Yeah. Shane has been all back. over this. He has made, I think, $800 already wow. okay. on just flipping a few packs and a few moments. It's insane. He's already plus $800. i am I'm in, though. Like, after seeing this whole thing, like, actually yep. seeing how it works, um, I'm very intrigued. So, I think... I think we have, I think we have some stuff coming. We just have to, again, it's just all about like making sure, you know, when the packs are coming and, 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 and getting it done. But, um, I don't know. Interesting. I'm, I'm even more intrigued now that I saw Absolutely. This. So, I am. It, it's so, so similar to collecting cards and, and yeah. buying cards and just digitalizing the asset as opposed to having a physical asset. Like that, that's where this world is headed. Okay. Yeah. Everything's getting digitalized. So let's get in on it, baby. I would love oh, yeah. a nice little plus 800 after a week. Huh? Then we got a little trip out to Arizona, a little week. Yeah, a little, yeah, uh, little thing. Exactly. On Top wow. Shot, that's what I'm all about. Let's pay for all of our luxuries through some great investments. And then uh, our wives are going to be thrilled with us because we're pulling nothing from the bank account. Exactly. We're just making money. Uh, that's the blueprint to success. You're welcome, listeners. And speaking of not blueprints for success in a way to keep your job, did you see the story of the uh, NHL ref who was actually fired this morning and relieved of any duties of refing an NHL game for the rest of his life? Uh, no, I did not I'm see drawing that. a blank on the name right now. I think it was like Tim Wolf, something like that. So he was refing the uh, Nashville Predators game. And okay. he was caught on a hot mic where he's talking to the ref and he's like, it was a weak call, but I needed to get another one on Nashville because I needed to make up for a penalty earlier in the game. Blatantly what? admitting, he calls a penalty when there was nothing there, but he wanted to get it from earlier in the game. That's a no-go, Frank. <laughs> so the fact that, that. you can't do that. Ruining the integrity of the game. So the NHL so, came oh, down hard on it. Yeah, I mean, he, he got fired, right? That's what you said. So Yep. Here's the thing, like we kind of all know this stuff happens, right? Like makeup calls, that's a thing, and that just proves it. Like you yep. always know, especially I feel it. Well, in every sport, I will say, but but hockey, I feel like this happens a lot. Where like you see an early call in a game, you're like, what? Like that wasn't a that was a bullshit like penalty. Like that was not a penalty. And then later in the game, you're like, okay, like we got, we got one back there. Like that wasn't a penalty either, but it goes for us. So uh, you see this a lot. It's so I got to rewind. The quote's actually way worse than that. <laughs> okay. so, so the guy's name, it was, um, the ref was Tim Peel, okay? Wow. And he's caught on the hot mic, and he goes, yeah, that was nothing, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville early in this game. That is so, much worse. That is much so worse. much worse. Just That's much worse than admitting, a makeup call. Yeah. Right. It's not even a makeup call. He's just flat out admitting it was nothing, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville early. 
Like, again, I don't know what this guy has against Nashville or what's happened in the past, but there's a reason, you know, Colin Campbell, who runs, you know, the NHL, I think PA or, or the referee league or whatever he, his job is. Um, there's a reason they came down on him hard and just fired him. So yeah. he is done. Uh, interesting because uh, I got to go check and see what games he's ref for our Islanders or Rangers. Cause yeah. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you what, it hasn't had an impact because we're on <laughs> well, a fucking roll right now, baby. Well, the Islanders dude, um, not that I'm watching Islanders. I know you are, but dude, they are, um, from what I'm hearing, you know, from what I'm reading and listening to, are they the best team in hockey right now, Mike? I think so. Because when you have a goalie tandem of Varlamov and Sorokin, which is a true 1A and 1A, Sorokin, 8-0 in his last eight starts. What a 1.9 goals against average. And I think two or three shutouts in there. The kid is a real deal. right in real front deal. of our eyes. So this is what we were promised. This was the hype we heard when he would, took him five years to come over from the KHL. But holy shit. When you got him and Varamov in net, and you have, the, I think, in my opinion, the two best goalies in the NHL in terms of a team, the two best tandem there. Right. And you have a defensive system that's built around making your goalies great. And when we're getting the scoring touch from these young studs of Oliver Wallstrom, I mean, we lost Anders Lee, which was a huge loss. Lost our captain, rest of the season, torn ACL, he's done. And the team, it's just like we're rallying around it. So yeah. two bad losses to the fly or one bad loss to the Flyers, and we shit on them, then we just beat them again in overtime. So it's, uh, it's a fun time for New York hockey because I'm going to be honest, your Rangers are looking real good too. I think they're, you know, six points out, maybe four points yeah, out. Four, four points out of playoffs. Um uh, dude, getting Panarin back. It's, oh my god! It's, what? It's crazy. Before we move on, what happened with that nothing. story? I've heard I nothing, heard nothing about. Yeah. Not a single peep. Just I mean, he's back. I think yeah. his family's alive. I would assume. Hope. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's not funny. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. But it's like, yeah, it's weird that like, you know, he was out for whatever that was, two weeks, three weeks, and then all of a sudden, like, he just kind of rolled back in the practice. I remember seeing like the Rangers post about it. I'm like, okay, here we go. Um, yeah. But, dude, it's crazy how one guy can legit lift a team. Um, he's lifting everyone, too. Zabenejad has played so much better, um, which is His game-winning goal, who was that against? Was it against the Devils? Or, no, I think it was the Flyers or Caps, whoever. He's crashing the net or he's, yeah, there was three right. Capitals. I think it was, oh, yeah. there was like it was three minutes left. Yeah. And he just pushes the defenseman right off the puck, takes it, and buries it. Um, yep. Mika, man, that, that's some big man strength. And he's got that monkey off the back. He's starting to finish now. I mean, the dude, in that there. game he where they won 9 nothing against the Flyers, dude. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm we were texting about it because yeah. Foley was there. That yeah, was so right. much fun. Oh, my God. It was like, like it, it just kept going. Family. It was crazy. for them. It just kept happening. And, and Mika had freaking six, six points in the period, which. Holy um, shit. Yeah, Rangers are only four points behind Boston. Yeah. That, did you know that that only um, only one other player in NHL history, I think, has had a hat trick in a period, and Mika was the second player ever to do it? Ooh, ooh what a trivia question. Um, I mean, you're not going to know. It, I didn't. I mean, it was like in 1978. Isn't that crazy? A hat trick in one period. Yeah, he's like the um, second player. Ever. I couldn't. I'm not, I don't have a guy off the top of my head, so this really wasn't ready to be a, a trivia right, question. Right. It seemed like a fun one. But I, but it's we'll, just crazy. We'll come back to that. That's our, that's our Geico trivia of the night. And we'll come <laughs> yeah. back to it towards the end. So listeners think about it and uh, we'll, we'll reveal the answer in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, they're only four points out. It's funny. You asked me like a week or two ago, you go, okay, Rangers like probably not going to make the playoffs. And still, it's, I mean, listen, they have an outside chance of making the playoffs, but um, I tell you, you put one guy, one of the best players in hockey back on the ice and it completely changes the dynamic of the team. 
Um, young guys are playing well. You know, Bushnevich is actually playing unbelievable. Like, so the team is in a good spot, whether they make the playoffs or not. But yeah, dude, it's exciting. And, and um, speaking of New York teams, man, like you, you read it to me this morning before we got on this call. Are the Jets getting Russell Wilson? I, 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 I'm, it's starting to pick up some steam. Mel Kaipa was getting me way too excited this morning, just going on and on about Pete Carroll's obsession with Sam Donald, the USC connection. Sam Donald would hands down be the unanimous number two pick in this draft behind Trevor Lawrence. So a lot of teams like Donald better than any of the quarterback prospects in this draft. So I, I, he was getting me excited. I'll tell you that. I don't think it happens. I think the Jets... Um, you know, I'm not looking too much into Corey Davis's quote where he said, you know, he signed with the Jets yeah. under the impression that Sam Donald's the quarterback. Um, you know, and that's what brought him, or not what brought him but here, like, but I'm sure but the $38 million dollars kind of helps. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not, it's, it's not going to be the, yeah, I, I don't think that's like, they probably said to him like, yeah, Sam's our quarterback right now because we don't yeah, no really have another quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're not rolling with Joe Flacco next year, yeah, Corey. Don't yeah, worry. We got yeah, Donald. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm listen, I, I kind of think. I'm under the impression that Russell Wilson probably isn't going anywhere considering the bears offered like three first rounders, like two seconds. Yeah. yeah. And, and it didn't get done. Um, Speaking of the bears, man, are you kidding me? You're going with Andy Dalton next year. Why would, why wouldn't you just give, if I was him, I would have given Mitchell Trubisky the fifth year, fifth year option and had him be the starter because at least like you go, okay, well let's get another. I mean, not that, I mean, listen, Chicago would have been furious if that's what they did, but are you any happier than Andy? Dalton I was going to say, I, I think they would be less furious than just throwing in the towel and going, all right, well, we're going to roll with Andy Dalton, who with CD lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and a good old line and Zeke won five games or whatever it was. He yeah, didn't win like, any. Did he even win any of the games with them? I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> So yeah. you're you're really that's the guy you're gonna trust to throw the ball to uh who Allen Robinson and and who else got there handed off to David what? You gotta be so pissed if you're Allen Robinson right I'm now. After. He's like, I can't get a fucking quarterback if my life depended on it. Going back um, to them and now this is what uh it's terrible. Oh, I'll tell you no, it was not terrible. Adult move was was a joke. It's I, I what I wanna see the Jets now do I'm, I'm i'm convinced myself build around sam let's see him do it one okay. more year okay. if we can find a way to trade down from two with the carolina panthers who are desperate for a quarterback so yeah. go down to eight if we can land kyle pitts at eight okay or chase or waddle or somehow this is my dream scenario okay you get pitts at eight you get pitts at eight and then you use the other pick you got from carolina to move down and you use that 23rd pick maybe later you move back up from 23 and you grab like Devonte Smith or oh one of these receivers. God. Okay. So if we can walk out of the first with pits and one of these receivers, Sammy, let's go to fucking work. Cause then you got Corey Davis, Crowder, Mims, Pitts, Hernandez, Devonte Smith or Waddle or chase one Jesus. of those other yeah, studs. You're just loading up. That's what I mean. So now we're ready to go offensively. In the backfield, let me roll with Perrine. Back, oh my running God. backs are irrelevant. Dude, that's what you should do. You should. And so, if you get a, a receiver or pits in the top 10, like you're saying, right, and then maybe take one of the running backs at 23, man. Yeah, that's what I wanted at first when you're talking about Doesn't excite you. Doesn't excite you. Um, it, it doesn't because, I don't know, running backs, I've, I've completely flip-flopped my mentality about them. Yeah. I mean, you, you can plug anybody in there. I'm obsessed with Christian McCaffrey. I love him. 
The Panthers didn't lose last year yeah. because they lost McCaffrey yeah. and they rolled in Mike Davis. That had nothing to do with why they couldn't play. It was because of Teddy Bridgewater. So, so again, yeah. the running back position is huge if you have a star and a stud like McCaffrey or Zeke. But guess what? Okay. That same doesn't no, matter. Who, who, that doesn't really matter. No. Yeah. Leonard Fournette was cut before the season and he was the Super Bowl winning running back. Yeah. Okay. Ronald Jones, don't get me wrong. He was, you know, he's a very good player too. But this is my point. You, you don't need. You do it by committee. Bell you always have. Running back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You and don't here's need the thing that guy. too. The one, um, the, so we're going to talk about the Giants free agency because I think they had maybe the best free agency at A any plus. team. A plus. The one, the one signing I don't agree with is signing Devontae Booker for for whatever they they yeah, signed him for two, yeah, ten yeah. or twelve million, like for two years. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, that that signing, I'm like, I get it. You want to get a, maybe another guy who can catch balls out of backfield, but like Saquon does that already, and like you probably could have drafted a guy in the sixth round and made him your backup. Um, more. But other than that, dude, I mean, name a team that had a better free agency. And if you no, say the New, if you say the New England Patriots, like. That's a joke. The Patriots, I thought, actually and had a terrible free agency. It's and the horrendous. reason is they gave a bunch of guys who are not very good a lot of money. Nelson Aguilar. Kendrick Bourne. Uh, what this are we is doing? the weapons you brought in for Cam Newton. Guys, reality check. All right. This is hilarious to me. Cam Newton can't throw the fucking football. The and quarterback also, needs to be Nelson able to throw Aguilar is making more money than like Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, what's going on here? Yo, like, Actually, to rewind quick, what is this Juju scenario? Because this is weird. How does yeah. he only get a one-year, $8 million contract? There's so much more, I think, whether it's his locker room presence, what he actually does do off the, I don't know, because he seems like a great guy in terms of what he does and for he's the a, community and, he's a great and all player. that. He's really I mean, good. You look back on his stats. Last year maybe wasn't the best, but before that, because I, I made this comment. But I was like, here's yeah, th- Juju's yeah. overrated. I got called out, and I was wrong. His numbers are legit. Even if How you does think he get one year eight mil? Here's the thing. Even if he's overrated and, like, didn't have a great year last year, probably his, like, worst year in the last, whatever, three or four years. I mean, look at some of the guys, some of the receivers who are getting money. Like, like I mean, let's look at it. Nelson Aguilar, right? Two years, what, two years, 24 million or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, he's getting, like, 12 million a year. Which is ridiculous. I mean, like, Curtis Samuel got a decent amount of money. Um, I mean, even Corey Davis. Like, I like Corey uh, Davis. stud. <laughs> I like Corey Davis and like, but like I would want Juju Smith-Schuster over Corey Davis if I'm being honest. And like, yeah, you're right. There, there has to be something here. But let's get back to the team that won free agency, the New York Football Giants. Kenny Galladay, Adoree Jackson. Wow, Adoree Jackson out of nowhere. I was not expecting that. Dude, for so when I heard when I heard that he was visiting with the Giants, I was like, you better sign that guy as soon as you can because. Locking him down makes their secondary so good. Like, oh my God. It's one of the best. On the outside of Bradbury, I agree. So, I was talking with my good friend Rob Smetty, who I think we're going to have to have on for a little NFL draft preview because he is, he is all in knee deep in this. You know, he's all about it. I love it. He, he's, he's crowning the Giants as the best defense in football. They have the best secondary in football between wow. Peppers. You got um, Xavier McKinney, McKinney the rookie. Who didn't as, oh, my God. And year. then Bradbury yeah. and now Adoree Jackson. So the secondary is Logan there. Ryan. And I mean, like. That's what I mean. Logan Ryan, who I think helped with that. But back to Kenny Galladay, because why I love that move so much. I don't know if the Giants have had a big guy on the outside like that's maybe since, what, Hakeem Nix? I don't Plexico know. Burris. But somebody, Plexico, great call. But somebody who the safeties, they can't cheat the box on Barkley anymore. Nope. Because guess what? If you're going to crash the box and you're going to cheat because of Barkley and the backfield, Kenny Galladay is going to beat somebody one-on-one all day on the outside. 
So it's huge that that's going to cause the safeties to have to stay deep. Barkley's going to have more running lanes. It just completes the whole offense now. Um, yeah, I, I well, loved that move. I thought it was a no-brainer. I was here's glad the thing. they actually were able to get it done. Here's the thing. they If they didn't sign Galladay and you walked in next year with Shepard, like say, and say you don't get one of the receivers in the draft, which is very possible at 11, those three guys could be gone. I think they're all gone in the top 10. Yeah, I, I think so too. So you're left with, and listen, it's a very deep draft apparently for receivers. So like you could probably get a guy and and listen, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. Even if one of those guys is available, they go Mm -hmm. another route and then they draft a receiver in like the second or third round. It turns out to be good. However, if you go into next year with an unknown receiver out of name, the university, right. That you drafted in the third round still could be good. Doesn't matter. That's not the point with Shepard. Slayton and the same group of guys, and you're just bringing back Barkley. You're not giving Daniel Jones what he needs to be successful in in a in a third year where it's listen, it's it's a make or break year for Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. If he's not good, he's not going to be the quarterback. And now you have everything around him. I mean, you signed Kyle Rudolph, which apparently yesterday there was like a he has to get foot surgery, I guess. So there was some like weird stuff. I don't know if you saw this, but I didn't. it sounds like he's going to be there for the season, but it. it it almost got it almost got uh, thrown away, but he did sign the two year deal. So you have Rudolph and Ingram now. Listen, I don't not the biggest fan of Ingram, but he is a weapon at least. And I think with other guys now around him, he's going to be better. You know, it's going to be even like, listen, he can't be as bad as he was. Yeah, like, he can't have balls. as many drops as the Adelaide. He's, he's terrible. Can't. Yeah, but you but now you have Galladay. You have a couple of other receivers. You'll probably draft a receiver. You have two tight ends who are legit. You have Barkley in the backfield who's coming back. Their offense, all of a sudden, if Daniel Jones can can be That's a, a above-average quarterback, you are looking at a good offense. Like, Yep, it's all on DJ now. It's, hard for, it's hard for me to even imagine this because the Giants have had such a sputtering offense the last, like, five years that you're just like, how – like. It could be. And like like you said, man, that defense looks good. The only thing they need to address, I think, and I wouldn't be I, I'm a I would be a fan of doing this in the first round is drafting an edge rusher because right. they just don't have that guy. But yeah, dude, I'm super excited about the Giants. Like after the first day of free agency, I was like, God, what are the Giants doing? They're not in on anybody. And then all of a sudden, a week later, you're like, Holy crap, they just they signed everyone and their mother. Like Galladay I mean, was amazing. Adore Jackson out of nowhere was incredible, but it's I can't wait. Now it's full on draft mode. Free agency pretty much seems not done, but for yeah, all the most part big guys are um, gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's essentially over. And uh, I don't know. I think both our teams, they, there's a blueprint for success there. So it's, you know, let's see it through. Um, you know, this is in a rare instance. I'm excited about the Jets, I think, mostly just because Adam Gase isn't there. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, as like, much listen, as like, you guys made some quiet, like, good moves. It wasn't anything outraged. Like, you guys didn't go. Right. I think Corey Davis is probably the, like, the biggest name that you signed. But, like, you guys, like, you signed Rankins, right, in the, in the mm-hmm. middle, which is yeah. a good signing. Like, um, so listen, did you go? No, we crazy? improved the D line very well to surround yeah. Quinn and Williams with more talent. So he's not getting triple teamed every play. So I agree with you. I thought they made a lot of great like depth moves, good starter moves. Which for the um, Jets, that and then it's filling huge. in in the draft now. That's, it is like yep. you don't realize like when you don't draft well. And this is the same for the Giants. Two teams that have not drafted well over the last I don't know ten years. Like when's I mean 
when you don't draft well, your depth is terrible, and that's what loses football games. Like, you just don't have the depth to win. Um, and these are – I think the Jets did really good in, in at least bring depth in that can help. And now you got to draft well. It ultimately comes down to drafting, man. Like, free agency, the Giants had a great free agency, but free agency doesn't win you in the long run, right? Like, mm-hmm. the Giants made the playoffs, whatever it was, four years ago, basically off signing free agents, and guess what? They're still they were in the basement of the NFL for the last. Right, then they won four or five years. games for the yeah, next three, exactly. four or five years straight. So you need to draft well, and hopefully Douglas can do that for the Jets, and hopefully Gettleman can do that for the Giants. Uh, but I don't know. I was pretty pumped about free agency, man. I'm not going to lie. When I saw Galladay deal, I was like, "Let's go! We finally have a number one receiver again." Um, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to. I'm ho- I mean, I love Danny Dimes. Like I'm a huge supporter, so I'm really hoping that he can. They can bounce back. And, dude, Barkley is such a, an X factor, man. Like, you don't – you kind of, like, forget that he got hurt, you know, and, like, now he's back. And so I'm looking forward – I love the draft. The draft is, is Wayne awesome. Gallman still in the squad? No, he got – he was a free agent, so they, they had to – they couldn't pay him. I think he's yeah, a free right. agent, though. I, I don't is think he, he's been signed. That's why they brought uh, Booker in. Yeah, yeah. Got so, it. But um, – and then I think we, we probably should just – talk about this a little bit um it's been talked about ad nauseum on all the channels but deshaun watson um, oh god i don't i am just like you know listen i don't necessarily want to take opinion on it but it's hard to believe that nothing has happened when you've had 21 people say something right like right. I, i'm not saying he did anything maybe that I don't know. I, I don't know what he's done. I don't know what but he has That's the done. problem. I don't either. But, I wish I could comment on it. But it's just crazy to say. It's yep. crazy to think that nothing was happened has happened when you have this many women come forward. Agreed. I think I, it's somewhere in the middle. I, do exactly. Do rape these women and was like, you have to give me you know, oral sex or I'm going to beat you up? No. Do I think he probably showed up naked, whipped out his thingamajig and was like, this is your tip. Do you want <laughs> it? Thingamajig. You know, I, I I don't know. I, I think, think there's yeah, somewhere think in the middle some, there. I think there's yeah. probably some women that maybe um, are are in on it because this is happening, right? Like, and and I don't want to say that. Like, I don't want to be the person that's saying that there's some false a- allegations here, but I could see possibly that being the case, and then I could see some really shitty things happening with some of the other women, right? Yep. Where some of these women are like, "This is absolutely legit," and he is a scum. Right. Yeah. I don't um, think it's terrible to say at all when you, I think there are some women who was like, Oh, I, I think there's a lot of people massage. I, I saw his penis. I can get yeah. some money out of this too. Right. Um, where, you know, they didn't truly feel like a lot of the other victims potentially did. I think the yep. timing is a little suspect with everything going on with him wanting to get out of Houston. And now all of a sudden, uh, you know, Would you wanna, stories here's leave, a question but, and, and relating this back to football, because again, I, we don't know the details. We know nothing about this yet. So, um, would you want him on your team right now? Like, would you trade for him? I, and it's okay to say yes, I think, because... Yeah, I think I would. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. I mean, like, if the Jets I don't think there's had a chance to get that. him. Like, um, it's I, funny. Carton and Roberts were talking about this um, yesterday, and and um, Carton was like, you know, morally, I probably wouldn't want on my team. However, I'm being a little hypocritical because... Um, and this is... I'm paraphrasing. I'm obviously not saying exactly what he said. Um, because we sit here and we root for, we root for like the laundry, right? When you root for a team, you're not like Arnaldis Chapman is throwing for the Yankees. And like, I root for the Yankees, right? Jairus Familia, right? Same thing, right? There's yep. like, you kind of set aside 
unfortunately some bad things that guys have done to root for a team. Right. Um, is that right? I don't know. I, I can't answer that question, but like if Deshaun Watson was on the jets or even if he was on the giants for that matter, like if this all kind of went away or he got suspended for four games, but then he came back and played like we're going to root for him. Absolutely. And I would say the one, again, not that it's suspect, but I think what's odd is none of the, the claims or, or what they're looking for. Nobody's looking for like jail time. Punishment it's not criminal. Or anything like yeah. That. It's all civil. It's right. all just money. And I think that's where it's also like, I don't know if you really want to, you know, make this end, then you, you push for something more than just getting a couple million dollars out of the yeah. guy after he just signed a $140 million contract. Okay. If he truly raped you or he put you in such an uncomfortable position, I would think you want to see jail time or you want to see something significant happen to him when the lawyer's coming to him and is just asking for a money settlement and everything will go away. That's, that's suspect to me. That's yeah, it, not truly being a lawyer trying to defend your, your into question. Right. right. What and is going once, on here? Right. And once you're seeing, he's like, hey, you just paid them all. The story will go away. We won't do anything. Fuck you. Okay. No, because then you're not even being a legitimate lawyer where you're trying to defend these people. So it doesn't happen again. So that's where, you know, my issues with the whole issue, uh, the, the situation is, you know, if you want to actually sue him or, or you want to try and make a change because he's leveraging his power for sexual favors, then do that. Don't just ask him for money and say the story will go away. Well, and that's apparently um, the guy who's representing all these, all the victims, um, or all the alleged victims. Um, that's what he does. Um, he, he comes in and asks for money, and then he gets a ton of people to back that claim. Um, yeah. And that's what they're doing right now. He's getting as many women as possible to come forward and say, I was assaulted by Deshaun Watson, um, and then write a big check. and. Right. So, yes, I agree with you that it is it's a little suspect to think that no one wants um, jail time for something that supposedly is this bad. On the other on the flip side, I won't I'm not going to go out and you're not. And I think both of us agree on this. Like, it's very possible that something really shitty happened, too. So there's there's like it's just a weird thing. Like, if I would think if uh, to your point, I would think that if something like rape or something along those lines happened, you would want jail time for Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that something weird or something scummy didn't happen. Right. So it's just like a, it's a very, it's a very weird situation. I, I am uh listen, it's, there's some big lawyers involved. Like Rusty Harden is Deshaun's lawyer. So they, I mean, he's, I guess like, would you just write a check? Like, I'm just like sitting here, like, what, like if you're Deshaun, like just get, I would probably do anything to get rid of this, right? Like, just like, I agree, right, but I think at the, the same, same time, time, you want, like, if you don't think so you did committed to wrong, clearing his name right, on this, and he's like, I right. did nothing wrong. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. It's so, it's, such it's a so weird... tough. So, because you do, you just pay it out. Yeah, it gets rid of it. But at the same time, you're never going to shake reputation that reputation. Is shot. Yeah. It's shot. So, any endorsements, things like that, it's like, okay, you settled. That means, again, I'm not trying, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not involved in these conversations. <laughs> right. I'm not going to say that's, you know, admitting guilt, but it kind of is. No, if you're just like, Hey, I'll pay this. I want to get it done. I can see more of the settlement from um, the defendant side where you're like, okay, you're afraid you're going to lose this and you're going to get absolutely nothing out of it. Right. So maybe that's why you come to the table and, you know, maybe ask for the money, but that, I don't know. 
it's sketchy. It's weird. Um, we'll let it play out. I, I'm not going to say I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't. I think he clearly did leverage his uh, his dong for some whatever you know, favors <laughs> he wanted. Yeah. So we'll let it see it play out. I just don't like the end result of just pay it, let it go away, and every you know these women make a ton of money, and he carries I just on. Think so it makes I sense from, see change from it. Yeah, yeah. And then from the NFL standpoint, and like what it means, it's it just adds such a layer of like, what do you do? Like what like as a Texan, as the Texans, now you're kind of in the driver's seat, right? Like you're sitting there going, well, Deshaun, like you kind of have this hanging over you. Maybe you should just come play for us and like, you know, and like let this kind of go by and then we'll maybe deal with this, you know, when we, when we can actually trade you. Cause we're not going to, if I'm them, I'm going, well, I'm not going to get the best I can for you, Deshaun. Why would I trade you? You know? Exactly. So no, it's, it's interesting. Cause you see a lot of those conspiracy theories that this is all right. Family yes. by the Texans Which is ridiculous. Like, right. that, like it's like, Oh, Deshaun, you're going to go against your word. You signed a contract extension. We've always protected you and had your back. Now you want out. Guess what? We're leaking all the stories we've heard yeah. about you. Which We're leaking this, all this. Yeah. We've always had your back. You don't have ours anymore. And this is what's going to be so, so fucked if yep. that came out and that actually happened. So I just can't believe that that Agreed. actually is the Agreed. case. Um, because the owner would, I mean, he wouldn't be an owner anymore. He would lose everything. So, uh, but yes, I've seen those, those, um, those theories, which are crazy, but um, well, Mike, I think we've, we've got, <laughs> like we, we thought it would be, we thought it would be a long episode and we, uh, we lived up to that. Cause I think it's we'll been, catch, and we didn't even talk baseball, which we will get into probably uh, next episode or next week is opening day is what next Thursday, a week, yeah. a week and a day from yeah, today. A week and a day. Yeah. Oh, so. I can't wait. Let's get Lindor locked up. Stevie Cohen, come on. Let's get on it. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, it was uh, it was good to catch up with you. Um, we'll we'll be back either. I, I imagine we'll be back Friday, Mike. We got we got get back wait. get back on schedule here. We got um, we got a lot to talk about. There's still, like you said, there's still baseball to talk about. We got March Madness this weekend again. Um, I mean, we didn't even talk about the Knicks. Uh, who who are playing well-ish. Uh, they're playing about yeah. kind of how we thought they would be playing. Tough yeah. losses, a good shit show and beat down on Washington, but I but, hope the standings stay how they are. Bring on the Nets first round. That's right. And let's get locked in. Go New York, go New York, go. Go New York, go New York, go. But I'm interested to see what they do at the deadline. If anything, I think that's a story that we uh, probably should keep an eye on. But um, there's still, listen, it's a good time for sports. We got the draft coming up in in a month, right? About a month. Yeah, away. April 29th, I think okay. Thursday. So a lot to do, Mikey, a lot to talk about. Um, and we didn't even touch on movies or shows. So there's a, we have a whole lot to talk about coming and up. And a game. We, we're due for a game I soon. Know, we're due for a game. Hammer time. So there's so much to do. So much to do. But good catch up with you, Mike. We will talk Thursday or Friday. Um, and yeah, have a, have a great uh, rest of your day there. You too, brother. Enjoy it. Happy belated birthday again, and I'll look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the You Won't Podcast. Please go subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And go follow us on Instagram at You Won't Pod. We'll talk to you soon.